Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. I said, "Your teenager, but he's much more clever than even older people. She really is mature, you know, in, in that age." So much when I can imagine. So she said to the Prophet, Afika astashiru abwaya, Ya Rasulullah. Wallah, the messenger, about you, I'm going to consult my parent. Yakhtartu Allah wa Rasulhu. Actually, Allah is the messenger. And the Prophet became so happy. Now Aisha was thinking, now the Prophet will go to every wife. And other wives will ask him what Aisha has said. And he will mention them what Aisha said. Then they will do the same what I have done. So he said, she said to a Prophet, you know, you go to otherwise, but don't tell them what I said. The Prophet said, Oh Aisha, I am a sincere, I am a sincere advisor. Anybody think and help people, I will tell. I know I, I have been sent to teach people, not to be harsh upon people. And if it happened, when he came, every wife asked what Aisha said. And then he said, Aisha said, Ikhtatullah wa Then everybody said, Ikhtatullah wa Rasulah. How, you know, how, how, I'm anything. So I'm trying to say, you know, how the messengers are. Messengers really don't worry about the suffering. All those things. The real thing is how to worship Allah SWT. We, our time, we are more concerned about the space, about the state, about the power, that what we do, about the khilafah. But real concern to be slavery of Allah, to worship Him, to obey Him, that's not our concern. Really. Our concern is to get power. The Prophet's concern never has been to get the power. You know, it happened absolutely in his life, but he never planned that. His, plan, his always intention has been to worship his Lord purely as much as possible. In the case, in anywhere, wherever he is, worship his Lord. That's how all the prophets of Yahya alayhi salam, you Maryam alayhi salam, was she a queen? Did she own a state? How much, how much Allah loves her? And how much Allah prays Maryam alayhi salam? Why? Because she worshipped her Lord. You know, she really preferred that over the worldly matters. That's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was. You know, ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is much more precious than all the things in, in, the, in the universe. So the prophet sallallahu alayhi salam, that's how he has been really. But still he is keen for the strong people to become believers. Why? That because he thinks if strong people are believers, then you know, it will be, it, it, he will get more money. Like many people, you know, like there are many, many Sufis, they want rich people to become their disciples. So they make effort really to rich people to become disciples. Why? Because if rich people become disciples, the money will come. So if the Prophet has interesting about this Mughira and all these people, they become his disciples, so he becomes rich. No, he's not like that. Really. The only reason he's concerned, he's thinking is that if strong people become believers, so it could be their followers also become believers. His only concern is Islam, nothing really, nothing else. That's why he's stupid. But Allah does not like. Allah says, no, those who devote to you, those who listen to you, they have priority more over those who turn away from you. These don't want to, they're not interested. Walid Mughira or Abu Jihad, they're not interested in you. You should prefer the one who is interested. They are, they are, you should actually think about them. So Allah says, وَصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاةِ وَالْعَشِيِّ O Prophet, hold yourself. You know, make yourself, you know, force yourself to be with those people who call their Lord in the morning, in the evening. And I mentioned dua in the Quran comes sometime in the meaning of dua al-ibadah and dua al-isti'ana both. Here it's actually for both meaning. Meaning of those people who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they beg him, they ask him in the morning, in the evening. Morning and the evening, they are the most important time for the worship of Allah, the most important. Because that is the time really, that when people have less distraction. And when that is the time when the, those powers which are worshipped by the people, they disappear. Because in the morning, there is no sun. People worship sun, people worship, worship moon, people worship star. But early morning, no sun, and stars and moon, they are falling, falling down. That is the best time to worship Allah. When the evening time comes, that what happening is, sun is declining, so much declining. No power, even the people who worship sun, they, they have no hope now, now from sun. It becomes very clear that what we worship is gone. Our Lord does not go. So these two times are a big, big really mark for the believer. In the morning you tell that you know, sun is not there, moon is not there, stars are not there, but our Lord is still there. In the evening, Sun has disappeared, but our Lord, He never disappeared. That's why this two times are the best time for the ibadah. That's why the one najmi, ida hawa, ma dalla sahibukum, ma gawa. 
16 or late night when the stars are disappearing and sun is no more there that is the time the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so allah says the person who worshiped allah in that time do you think he is misled to wan najm idha hawa by the star when the star falls down ma dalla sahibukum wa ma ghaba your companion muhammad is that misled why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when star decline because that is the time when muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam stands for the prayer this man who wake up in the next night and prays can he be misled never never that that way upon us hold yourself with those people who call their lord in the morning in the evening see allah did not say hold yourself with the people who are who call themselves muslim allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning them the real quality because ibadah in the morning and the evening is a result of iman iman islam proper iman islam this thing never can happen without islam so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making the quality really what allah loves is the quality not the name of islam we people have made islam identity we are islam by belonging muslim by belonging we are muslim because we are born in muslim family but what allah loves actually those actions those deeds that the people who get up early morning people who are actually in the evening when everybody busy for their life but they leave their business and they turn to the mosque and they pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are the people you need to hold yourself with them be with them don't go go with ali marid mughira don't go to abu jahal don't go to those people you have to stop make yourself to be with these people no doubt companionship of the pious people make you pious make you righteous there was a quran said to maryam alayhi salam ya maryam uqnuti li rabbiki wasjudi warqi ma'ar raqi'in o maryam stand in humility with your in front of your lord do sajda and do ruku with other people who do ruku means what do the prayer in the jamaah congregation prayer in the congregation or all the ibadah in the congregation has a much more reward and people say women cannot do jamaah as the quran mentioned the quran asked maryam alayha to do jamaah it says warqi ma'ar raqi'in do ruku and ruku means prayer because ruku never ruku is never ibadah on its own sajda can be ibadah on its own you just do sajda but quran says warqi ruku only is ibadah with all prayer to warqi ma'ar raqi'in means do the prayer in jamaah with other people where quran says and after the Quran said to the wise of the Prophet وَأَقِمْنَ الصَّلَاةَ Do اِقَامَةُ السَّلَاةَ And ulama say اِقَامَةُ السَّلَاةَ means what? Doing prayer with wudu and with jama'ah That اِقَامَةُ السَّلَاةَ means Do prayer properly with all the things Understand it properly That is, this is really religion People don't understand really You always find the people who pray properly Morning and evening In jama'ah And if you make yourself stay with them You get their barakah Their barakah will come from Allah SWT loves people to people And the people who are with them Allah loves them as well he loves the company of the good people so much that Hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that there are angels who come to the majlis of the zikr when Allah remains like the prayer or like when we are reading the Quran now here the angels come and they surround them as long as the majlis is there and then after that they go and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala ask them who are these people what they have been asking whatever all those things and at the end of the thing Allah said to the angels oh my angels be witness that I have, I have forgiven all of them I forgive their sins Then I'll just say, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, among them there was somebody who was not part of them. He was passing by and he saw some people praying and doing dhikr, he also sat there, but he was not from them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, Ulaika qawmun la yashqa jaleesuhum. They are those people, anybody who sits with them, they never remain deprived. You sit with them, you get something. Like if you sit next to the person who sells perfume, at least you get good smell. If you don't get perfume, at least you get good, good smell. Even the Prophet has been advised to be with them. This thing really people have to learn. One of the things that you know in the West people need, Muslims need to do really, always make effort to make your houses next to the pious people. So then you can learn and your children can learn and people can learn together. If you buy your house in the place alone, lonely places, it will be a problem for you. Your own Abadah will be a problem and your children actually after a while they will last. They will not know anything. It is very very important to make effort to buy the houses next to those people who are pious, who are God-fearing, who worship Allah SWT, who pray in the mosque properly, who do jamaah properly. If you do this, you will get barakah and your children also get barakah. But if you want to buy a house in an area which is very expensive and this and that and you know people, worldly people live and you think you, if you live with them you become like them, certainly you may become like them. but then you are not near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always make effort to be with those people who are loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always 
you know it is good for you it is good for your future generation the quran said you know hold yourself with those people who call their lord in the morning in the evening yuriduna wajhahu and their intention what they want to only please allah subhanahu they wa- their intention is allah's face they want to please nothing else you know still maybe if like in like in cambridge look where the people live find out kid every area the people who live there what they want what their intention is they want to please allah or they want to make more money do they want to please themselves or they want to please allah most people in the world they want to please themselves does allah command you to live with the people who please themselves or he want you to live with the people who please allah tell me what he command he commands you to live with the people who please allah not please don't please yourself this is one of the mistake keep happening in the world even the believing community their concentration because to please themselves they want to make their life happy the family happy don't make life that like that don't please yourself please who please allah if you please allah then he will give you such a happiness which will remain all the time in this world and hereafter to allah says hold yourself with the people who do pray and their purpose intention not to please themselves the intention not to please the society the intention what to please allah you read una wajha actually you can see in our time you know people say muslim now like somebody was complaining that they say salam and i don't answer the salam so i didn't realize you know people saying salam and i didn't understand and could also be the reason because when you're in classroom you don't expect people saying salam because we are learning together anyway so somehow my mind you know couldn't read but i am trying to say please that in our time the only thing people know as muslim is by saying salam we go out and say salam alaikum but when we come out inside house our house is exactly same like unbelievers is there any difference they have tv we have tv they have internet we have internet they have same way of life as we have they want to have fridge they want to have all the food same thing we want to enjoy the life as they want to enjoy same thing so as we are in reality the believer house of the believer people and unbelieving people are not different only salam is different when we go outside we say assalamu alaikum they say good morning good evening but in reality we are same like them and the quran has mentioned in surah al-inshiqaq in the nice what the people have to understand this thing it will help you a lot to understand the quran mentions in surah al-inshiqaq among the people who will go to to help us quran says wa amma man utiya kitabahu wara'a ghahrihi fa sawfa yad'u sabura those who have been given their in the book of the deed in their back you know in the left hand they will say now we can now finish now it destroyed and they will burn into hellfire those who have given God their book in the left hand they will burn in the hellfire why? because he was happy in his family he was happy in the family you know, he wants to enjoy the life with his family that was his purpose his purpose was to make his family happy he wants to enjoy the life with the family, with the family. but why when the Quran mentioned about the people of the you know of uh, the uh, 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 of the paradise Quran mentioned it differently Quran mentioned the people of the paradise now in the Surah Tur many many verses وَأَمْدَنَّاهُمْ بِفَاقِحَةٌ وَلَحْمٍ مَّا يَسْتَهُونَ you know all the, the rewards for them يَتُوفُ عَلِمْ غَلْمَانُ لَهُمْ كَأَنَّهُمْ لُؤْلُمْ مَكْنُونَ all this and then they say Allah says قَالُوا إِنَّا كُنَّا قَبْلُ فِي أَهْلِنَا مُشْشِقِينَ people of paradise will say when you used to live in the world in our family we were scared When he used to come to house, always scared. Thinking really, we did not know what Allah SWT will do us. If we have passed or not. How, what will happen to our future? What will happen to our children? Always scared. That is the reason they got paradise. So you see, the real difference between believers and believers is not that believers say, Assalamu alaikum, and unbelievers say, Good morning. That's not the real difference. What real difference is? Believers have a heart, which is full of the fear all the time. When they come to their house, they think so much that, you know, you know if something goes wrong, what will happen to my family, my children, they go to fire, help fire, they will burn the, you know, help fire, they can't get paradise, all the time is scared. So when they are scared, it helps them to reform themselves. And unbelievers, when they come to the house, enjoy the life and eating and drinking and TV and this and that, and you know, so peaceful life. So in the day of them, they will say that, you know, we were, you know, because the reason is, because they were happy in, in, in their family. So try to understand, really, this is very important. The real concern of the believers is, to please their Lord, not to please themselves. All the time, you know, this uh, thing, you know, I've been teaching, you know, even my children also making things uh, so many times that I'm doing tafsir at home. 
this thing I emphasize because I really feel that this is the big wisdom if people can get. Whenever you have in your life two choices, one thing pleases you and one thing pleases your Allah, your Lord. Which one you have to choose? What pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? All of think like that to me. Everybody goes first what pleases them. Then they make interpretation, how can I make it Islamic? So they say Islamic finance, Islamic banking. What happens? They use choose what pleases you. Then you want to put color of Islam there. Islam is not labeled. No, Islam is not by label. That you put a label, it becomes Islamic. Try to understand. Many people think really that if you put label, it becomes Islamic. Do gambling and say Bismillah, it becomes Islamic. Bismillah does not make gambling Islamic. You try to understand the thing properly. Labels don't make anything Islamic. Putting Islamic there does not make Islamic. You know, go to the reality properly. When you choose between two things, always understand if one of them pleases Allah and one pleases you or the society, go for the one please Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will in the end, end please you. First he will test you. If you choose what please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will make he will make you happy, much more happy. But if you choose what pleases you, and then you make effort to show people it is Islamic. He knows you cannot cheat, you cannot deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot actually cheat him. So try to understand properly. Or if you keep this in mind, keep in mind always life is easy really. Whenever you have two choices, one pleases Allah and one pleases you, you are the society. Always go for the one which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always. He will love you. He will really make life so happy for you cannot imagine in this world and hereafter. He loves the people who prefer his pleasure over anything else. Allah says here, you redo na wajhahu. They intend Allah's pleasure. They want to please him. They don't want to please themselves. Pleasing yourself is your slavery. You become slave of your desire. Pleasing Allah is slavery of Allah. You become master of your desire. Then you can say to desire, no, I don't listen to you. I do what my Lord commands, not what you command. Don't listen to yourself. Don't listen to the society. Listen to who? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the master. Society is not my master. Society is not my Rabb. Myself is not my Rabb. Who is my Rabb? Allah is my Rabb. In between two things, always choose what please your Lord. Life will be so peaceful for you. That's what these people are. You redo na wajhahu. They want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then be with them. وَلَا تَعَدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ And your eyes should not deviate from them. Should not turn away from them. Always focus on them. You see how much they are beloved to Allah? The people who who worship Allah in the morning and the evening and they want to please Allah SWT, they are so beloved to Allah that He commands His Prophet and Messenger to be with them and never leave them. His eyes should not move away from them to rich people, to people of power. He should prefer them over the people of the power. And actually in this matter, I, I, you know, I read a story of one very late Indian, Indian first person, Rashid Rahmanullah from, from India, from Longo. He was very, very, very pious person and his students, they used to come and study with him and he was so famous in India, so also many, many rich people and people of power also used to come to him. And his students mostly they used to be in rough clothes, they are dirty clothes because they are not rich people. So once, uh, one of the students said that once we were with the sheikh and a rich man was very, very rich, he came to see the sheikh and the time came for the lunch, so we were thinking that we always have lunch with the sheikh anyway, this person is so rich, if we sit there in the lunch with the sheikh without dirty clothes, he will mind this rich person because you know, he is from high society and we people rough clothes. So we left the you know, table and we arranged everything and then made the sheikh and the rich person to eat. When the sheikh came and started, he did not see us. So he said, where are you? So we said, no, we will eat later on. The sheikh realized that we have left because of this rich person. So he said there very loudly, you know, if you have left that Ask me because of this rich person, I'm not going to eat. You are much beloved to more beloved to me than this person. He can leave. If he does not eat with, does not want to eat with you, he can leave. But you cannot leave. Then they said we came quickly because I think if you don't come, he will say more things. We came quickly. This is how they used to be. He said he can leave that if he does not want to sit with you, he can leave. But not you. You are more preferred to me than this person. And I think again it's more Russia you know, in that time, the king of you know, Afghanistan, he sent 5,000 rupees. Very, now people say, you know, like, like a million rupees, more than that, that, that time. So very, very, he sent to the, as ambassador to him to accept. So he said, no, no, I'm not, I don't accept money from the kings. You know, the ambassador could not believe. He said, you know, it's it, it unimaginable that some, such huge money nobody accepts. 
So he said, no, take it back. I don't want to take anything. And then he said, I, if I go to the king, king will not believe. King will say, I never came to, the, to you. Write down that he, I came to you and you did not accept. Then Shaykh wrote down and he took it. how the people are really. Real thing really, the people who please their Lord, they should be preferred. Not the people who please themselves, not the people who have got money and power. Don't please themselves. Now say ulama are not like that. Now many, many ulama, they travel to who? To rich people. Because they think the rich people are there, they will go more money to, to the madrasa, to the khanaka, to the donation, more more. People at the mosque, that's, that's in the mosque, who they respect. Not the poor people who come for part and prayer. They respect those who are rich people. Because rich people can make more donation for the mosque. Things have changed. And that does not like that. Prophet Sallallahu has been commanded not to prefer the people of the power and money. Prefer the people of the ibadah. People of the people who prefer Allah SWT over anything else. So Allah said, يُرِيدُونَ وَجَهُ وَلَا تَعَدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ And your eyes should not turn away from them. To read those seenat al-hayati dunya. Wanting the adornment of this worldly life. Why you want to go to Abu Jahl? Why you want to prefer, you know, Walid Mughira? Because they are worldly people. They are rich people. So they are beauty for you. Many people, the thing is, if they are in company of the rich people, it is good for the majlis, assembly. The people can think they are good people. If you are poor around you, the people think, you know, how, how are your companion? Allah says, you are going to adornment of, to adornment of the world. Allah does not like that. Understand, don't make people friend because they are rich. Don't make friendship with the people because they are people of power. Don't do this mistake. Allah never like anybody like that. Allah loves people when they make friendship because somebody worships Allah day and night. He wants to please Allah SWT. Even the poor, they have no power. Nobody likes them. Nobody gives any attention to them. If you love them, Allah will love them. This is the command to the Prophet Sallallahu And don't obey those people you know, whose heart we have made heedless from our remember. They don't remember us. We made them, make curtain there. They don't remember our name. Don't go to them really. Any majlis where Allah's name is not mentioned, dirty. Dead really. If you sit with the people who don't mention Allah's name, be quick to leave it. If you are near, come for need and then leave. Always stop yourself with the people who mention Allah's name. Majlis should be remembered. Most of these people, when you mention Allah's name, they don't like it. And when whether the name Dunehi, and when you mention somebody else, then they start talking. And as soon as Allah's name comes, Ishma Azad then they don't like it. Allah SWT wants to know, don't do this, this mistake. Always prefer the people who are poor and weak, but they worship me and they want to please me. And don't listen to those people who whose hearts actually are not with me. What tabah hawa, they follow their desire. What desire? They want to please themselves. Tabah hawa means they want to please themselves. Their whole life is eating, drinking, building. That's what they have. The power, nothing else really. Things which they die and leave behind. Then none are going to move with them. Don't be with them. Don't prefer them over the people who are real people. And those people who matter is exceeding the limit. They never are violent. They never are violent. They always go for the desire. They always go for the command. For their own command. They never are violent. They never do justice. And tell them, truth is, this is truth from your Lord. This Quran has come true from your Lord. We are not going to follow you. I am going to prefer unbelievers over unbelievers. I am going to prefer the people who prefer, who pray in the morning and the evening over those who don't pray. If you want to accept Islam, up to you. If you don't want to accept it, up to you. I am not going to follow you. Because the Prophet has been so keen. You know, try to understand, you connect these verses with the verse number 6. Verse number 6 was, فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاقِعُ النَّفْسَكَ عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ إِنْ لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَسَفَا Perhaps you want to kill yourself if they don't want to believe in this, this, this matter, in the Quran, because of grief. Allah wants to say, don't do like that. If people don't want to listen to them, leave them. And then Quran says, فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ Those who want to believe, they should believe. Those who want to be unbelieved, let them unbelieve. But you, do, you should not worry so much. Don't kill yourself because of the worry. Truth has become very clear. Truth has come from your Lord. Now you don't need to kill yourself for their belief. No. Truth is clear. Message is there. Messenger is there. If they want to believe, let them believe. It is in their interest. If they don't believe, it is up to them. That actually must be very clear. You know, that actually very often for the preachers become problem. Many, many uh, preachers, they don't understand really. Allah the message needs dignity. It's had dignity and honor. When you preach, preach with dignity. But some people, they are very concerned really is 
to preach to the people of the power that they go to the stars they go to the you know cricket players and those people are famous in the society and they make effort they make them to become good muslims and then they advertise it and you can see the some certain somebody go to people say or oh, this one actually is this famous player has become in you know, the tablighi jamaat has come near shake hand with him on all those things this is really very very bad man not allowed really don't is exact distance if this person has accepted accept islam comes near to allah it is good for him but don't make don't don't give this impression because of him islam has become important this very very bad man not dignity in allah's religion must be must be respected if people of dignity and power they come to islam to good for them if they don't come to bad for them it up to them but islam does not need their support islam is not something weak it is religion for allah who is the most powerful here he does not need any reason for man sha of a human woman sha of a for those who want to believe let them believe it is in their interest those who want to unbelieve let them un- unbelieve they will see the consequences but you don't need you know to exaggerate is it clear or not try to understand properly don't make this thing properly if a black person becomes muslim nobody cares if a white person becomes muslim everybody is so much keen this very bad man all the human beings same thing try to understand this this problem you know this very very bad man in the society allah never never like this thing all the human being should be respected in the same way you know see how the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did you know quraish could not imagine a black person to enter into the house of allah in kaaba it impossible quraish tradition could not allow any black person to enter the kaaba when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam came as a conqueror to makkah al-mukarramah he asked bilal radhiyallahu anhu to stand on the roof of the kaaba and to see adhan it was such a big humiliation for the religious quraish they really frightened this is what happened to really insult our religion but in addition to him all the human beings same la fadl li arabiyin ala adamiyin wala li adamiyin ala arabiyin wala li asfad arabiyat wala li abid alfad illa bi taqwa nobody has any preference except with their own heart with their own purity try to understand this properly allah religion has dignity that honor if people believe it is in their interest if they don't believe it is their loss not allah loss if people of power don't believe it is their loss there are so many messengers prophets came and nobody believe in them is it is it harmful to the messenger no the messengers are so extra dignified if people believe in, in allah it is good for them if they don't believe it is up to them but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are not affected by that quran says faman sha'a falyumin woman sha'a falyafur those who want to believe let them believe and those who want don't want full freedom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually said la ikraha fi din there no no compulsion no forcing it is religion is between people and between the lord if they accept it is between them and their lord if they don't accept between them and their lord nothing to do with it. we are not allowed police to you know to see who comes believe or not we only as preachers we are the only people who can make the message and then quran said now quran is saying but if you unbelieve know the consequences people have full choice to be believer and not to be believer but they have no choice to change the consequences of their choice there is no choice they have no choice in that you can choose iman and you can choose kufr but can you choose the consequences of your your action your choice no if you choose kufr then what are the consequences the hell fire then you have no choice choice is gone for you if you understand properly people have full choice to be to to tell truth or to lie you have full choice full freedom full power whether to speak truth or to tell lie but once you tell true tell lie then choice has gone away from you the outcome of your action you must see you cannot change you cannot change the outcome of your action you cannot change the consequences try to understand properly allah has given you choice between iman and kufr but once you choose the kufr then you have no choice then consequence you must see the consequences if you cheat you have full right full power not to cheat or cheat but once you cheat you must see the consequences that you cannot change allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the world like that people have full choice for asbab for the means but they have no choice for the end end result is only in the hand of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then they cannot cannot choose it it is not that even you lie and they say let me decide whether i want to be harmed or not now you cannot decide it's too late once you lied you must see the harm فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَى Anybody who does any good small amount, he must face it. 
and anybody who sells the smallest amount of the bread, they must get, they must eat. You, you cannot, that is Quran said now. Your choice up to you, but after the choice, no choice. Then what will happen? Inna a'atadna li zhalimin nara. Certainly we have prepared for the wrongdoers. For the people who did wrong choice, for them we have done, we have prepared for them for a fire. A fire. Now there is no choice. They had choice, but the choice is gone now. Once they have chosen the path of the kufr and the gulm and wrongdoing, Allah said, Inna a'atadna li zhalimin nara. Certainly we have prepared for the wrongdoers, nara. A fire. Aha tabihim suradiquha. Suradiq basically is in whatever people built around the you know, garden or something like that, the surajah, like a tent, you have a tent, so whatever actually is around a tent to protect you like a fence, whatever. So it's surajah, it's a, you know, it, it's a outside wall, you can say, you know, aha tabi surajahuha, you know, the tent will be, you know, the fire will be fire anyway, even what is around the fire, it will be from the fire. So surajah, you can say that, you know, the extension of the fire will, 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 will uh, encompass them. Inside the fire, and everywhere fire, the fire is actually encompassing them, surrounding them everywhere. Surah Al-Quha. وَإِنْ يَسْتَغِيثُوا يُغَاثُوا بِمَاءٍ كَالْمُهْلِ No, this is very, very, very frightening. The Surah Al-Quha in a canopy, C-A-N-O-P-Y, canopy, that's translated, that's Surah Al-Quha. What if it comes around the around the tent to uh, surround them. Sorry? Seen. Sorry? Surajit. Surajit. Uh, let me read it. The meaning in Arabic language. Yeah, the Surajit al-Hujra al-Lati takunu hawla al-Fustat. You know, that barrier of, you know, which is around the tent. That, that is Suradiq. So whatever people keep around the, around the tent, there is called Suradiq. Meaning it, they will be forced to go in the, in the, in the hellfire, and what is surrounding them, there is also fire. It is not that they can run away. The fire actually is keeping them, in the, all the thing around that, all the boundaries actually are also from fire. So they are inside the fire, and the boundaries of the fire are also from the fire. So they can't run away from any, anywhere. That was Suradiq. Okay, and then the Quran is saying it, Al-Muhl. Muhl is in Arabic language. Muhl is in Arabic language. Muhl will be. Muhl is a molten lead. Basically like in a dissolved. The molten lead. You know, like in metal. This metal which is dissolved you know, with the fire heated properly. The Quran is saying that when yastagitu yugatu bimayin. If they seek, if they beg for the water. No doubt really. When you are thrown in the fire, you know, burning and this. Even if there is little heat. People become thirsty. So imagine if the people on the fire, how much thirsty will be there. So they will beg. Istagata means when you basically cry and weep and you know, beg for the water. They will beg for the water, then you go to. Then the beg will be responded by how? Bima'in kalmuhl, with the water. But water will look like what? Like a muhl, like 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 molten lead. Meaning like, you know, like, a, like a metal which is dissolved in the fire. It is so, so hot, heated, and when you come inside, it burns everything. So they will be, uh, they will be given water like this, uh, 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 you know, uh, molten, um, uh, uh, you know, lead. Yes, which will burn the faces. As soon as they drink the beer to drink, the whole face will burn. Yes, It will grill the whole face. Shabai Shvi means like when you grill, you know, the, the, the meat on the grill, that actually how it becomes. Yes, the whole face will be grilled. It becomes in burnt. How bad is this drink? And how bad is the fire at the place of resting? You chosen. This is what you chosen. Allah wants to say that you know you have choice. You can be believer and you can be unbeliever. But once you become unbeliever, this is what you have chosen. This is what your choice is. You want to displace. So Allah SWT said that you know certainly we have prepared for the wrongdoers, you know, fire. Even the boundaries will be from the fire, and the water will be from you know from this milk, from from you know from things which are dissolved, uh, you know and you know, and burning. Yes, you do, and it will burn their faces. Be it a sharab. How bad is this a drink? No doubt. If drink, not drink. Wasa at mutafaka 
and how bad the fire is as a resting place. It is a place of resting. Tell me, when you are tired, do you rest in the fire? And this fire? And Allah says, how, how bad is the resting place? Because they have no resting place. They have nowhere to go. They have no home. In, in our time, for example, what happens is if you have a son, you go to shadow. If you, you know, I stay somebody's house, you go to death. If rain comes, you take refuge somewhere. And how people do? They are no place to run away. These people have only one place, hellfire. Nothing else. They can't <coughs> run away from there. The, the fire will, you know, pull them all the time. If they want to run away, fire will pull them. They can't go away. There is no other place for them. They can't go anywhere. You know, think properly. You know, if you have a punishment, and then you hope that you can come out, so the hope will make you alive. For example, if somebody is in the prison, and they think really when the regime will change, something will happen. The hope can keep you alive. But then when the hope is finished, you know, can, 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 can you live? There is no hope for these people. Really. People who go to hell fire, there is no hope. You know, it matters very serious. Quran wants to say the matter is not, you know, life is not actually a joke. It is not, you know, just enjoyment. It is this, this matter. In this, life, in this life you have to decide whether you want to have this destination, whether you want to have this end, or you want to have different ending. It is you have to decide. You can choose, but once you have chosen, you cannot change it. Allah wants to make clear, this you have to decide. Tell me really, what is the real problem of the world? A real problem of the world really is what we think is a problem. Many, in our time, so many Muslim reform movements happen. So many Muslim reform. If you look at what they have been teaching, none of them made the hellfire as the main agenda. All Muslim reforms. They never really made the top thing in their list that we should save Muslims from the hellfire. Did they make? So many Muslim reform movements happen in this last 200 years. But what actually they did actually is every promise they made for this world and their Muslim reform movements. First thing, that first serious matter that everybody wants to really save the hellfire. If you want to reform the Muslims, you should reform them in a way that you can save them from hellfire. That's the real problem of the world. Every other problem is secondary. But tell me for the last 200 years, all the Islamic movements which came, do they make this as priority? Was this the priority to save people from hellfire? This is the most serious matter that humanity has got really. There's nothing more serious than this. This, the fire that's waiting for them is really so serious you can't imagine. Nothing to do with this fire. You know, people say this fire, after, you know, if the real fire of the hell, if you wash it with the cold water in a hundred times, then it becomes this fire. This fire has been cooled hundred times from that fire. That fire, nobody can. Hundred times much more hot than this fire. And then this fire, once you, you die, that fire never makes you die. Quran says, Allah very clearly, death will be slaughtered. The Hadith of Prophet when people are the paradise, in paradise, and the people of fire are fell in the hellfire, then Allah will bring the death in the shape of a rhyme. An angel will come and make the death to die. Death will finish. There is no death. And the Quran says, the people of the hellfire, they will not die there, and they will do life there. Isn't this serious matter? Isn't the real problem? What is the real problem of humanity? The problem. This is the problem for which Allah sent the messenger. This is the problem for which all the, all the prophets came. This is the problem for which Quran came. This is the problem for which the Quran has been warning the people. And this problem does not exist in Muslim reform people's list. You can see any reform movement in Islam. This, this actually does not exist. And this is the priority in Islam. Quran actually, Quran only concerning that if people don't obey Allah, they will go to hellfire. This is the real problem. And that real problem does not exist in the Muslim reform movement's list. That list does not cover this problem. Try to understand, understand this properly. If your Lord says this is a problem, he, who knows more than him? Does anybody know more than Allah Taala? Is anybody more merciful upon you than Allah Taala? No. If he says this is the real problem, that is the real problem. So he says this is what is going to happen. It is a very bad place of resting. And then the Quran says, Quran is always like that. When the Quran wants, then he also get good news. People make two choices. Some people chose Iman and some people chose Kufr. Allah says for both of them, you chose, now you will see the consequences. Those who chose the Kufr, this is what you are going to get. Those who chose Iman, then they are different. Inna ladina amanu wa amilu salihat inna la nuziyu ajra man ahsana amala. Certainly those who believed and they, they did good deeds. You know, they did really what Allah told them to do properly. Allah, the, Allah the promise actually always is 
combination. You do iman and then you move. Iman becomes your move. You do good amal. It is not that you say la ilaha illallah and resting. Allah wants you to do good deeds in the prayer, the fasting, the zakat, the hajj. You know, kindness to the people, charity and all those things. Allah wants to see. Inna ladina amanu. Those who believed and they did good deeds. Inna lana. That was Quran said in the beginning. At the beginning of the surah. When the Quran says, يُبَشِّرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ So now this has come. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Certainly those who believed وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they did good deeds إِنَّا لَا نُضِيعُ عَجْرَ مَنَحْسَنَ عَمَلَ We don't waste the reward of the people who do good deeds. Those who do things properly they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they worship properly and sincerely two things are you have to do according to sunnah of the Prophet and you have to do sincerely for Allah. If people do actions with these two conditions, then Allah will never, never waste your reward. Otherwise, Allah in every matter, what is the way taught by the Prophet Allah is not going to accept any ibadah except if it is in, the, in agreement with the teaching of the Prophet If it is completely as he taught, pray as he used to pray. Make effort. Make effort to pray as the Prophet used to pray. Make effort to live in this world as he used to live. If you do this, and do sincerely for Allah to please him alone, then the reward what is? Allah will never use your reward. What will be the reward? Ula'ika lahum jannatu adnin. Those people, for them, are the gardens of eternity. Eternal garden. You see the contrast? These people, hellfire, burning. These people, gardens, trees, flowers, roses, fruits, plants, rivers, water, whatever they want. Two different categories. One people burning fire, hell fire, burning. If they want water, even the water actually is something which can burn you. It is so hot. But these people, Jannah, trees, you know, Jannah, gardens, big gardens, huge gardens. You know, even the last person who will turn to paradise, his garden will be ten times bigger than this earth. So much space. Now Muslims are fighting for a small space. We want to rule the world. You know, your Lord is going to give you, last person, the garden will be how much big? Ten times bigger than this earth. There are hadith of Prophet He says, I know the last person who will enter to paradise. People ask him, who is the last person who will enter to paradise? He says, somebody in the middle of the fire. For many, many years. And when everybody has gone to paradise, those who, want, those who have to go, nobody left actually, everybody has gone to paradise. Now only people of fire, her fire have remained. And this person, last person. And he is in the middle of the fire. Then he asked Allah Muhammad, after many, many years, Oh my Lord, if you can turn my face towards the paradise, so I can see, you know, how the paradise is. Allah Muhammad will tell him, Oh my slave, I will do this, but promise me, you will not ask anything again. He will promise. And then Allah Muhammad turned his face towards paradise. He can see the paradise far, far away, we can see. But after many, many years, he will break the promise. He said, Oh my Lord, if you can make me nearer to paradise, so I can see more clearly. Allah will say, Oh my slave, I will do this. But promise me, you don't ask anything again. He will promise you, oh Allah will not ask anything again. And then he will be very, at the end of the fire, and he could see paradise very, very clearly. Then after many, many years, who will ask, oh my Lord, if you can make me to go and see the paradise, how it looks like, go around and see it. Allah will say, oh my slave, I will do this, but promise me, you can't, don't ask anything again. He will promise. And Allah will command an angel, go and take him, and show him around the paradise. And he will go and see the paradise, and see it, so huge, so big. And people occupy the paradise and they have bigger, you know, their servants and slaves so much. He has come back and now he will keep his promise. He will never ask anything. Quiet. After a long, long time, Allah will ask for my slave. This time he did not ask, did not break his promise, he did not ask me again. What happened? He said, My Lord, I went into paradise and I saw the people occupy the paradise. I never found any paradise which is empty. So I did not like, did not like to ask you something which you cannot give me. So Allah SWT said, Oh my Lord, that, you know, Oh my slave, I have given you a paradise ten times bigger than the earth. So he will say, You are my Lord and you are joking, making jokes. Then Allah will smile and then angel will keep, take him and give him a paradise ten times bigger than the earth. Think really properly. Does this earth deserve anything from us? Nothing really. Why? Then think people who can be next to, next to angels, they are concerned about jinn. Why you must think about jinn? You know, you can become a company of the angels and you think about the lower people. You want to be in the company of the jinn. People who can get ten times bigger than this earth, at least. They are concerned about this, this earth, fighting about tiny land of Palestine. 
so tiny you know it's more allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given you much much bigger than the real worship it properly obey it properly that quran says ulaika lahum jannatu adn and not only space even the time time is eternal the space is much bigger than here and your life on the on the face of that for how long 60 years when people become king for how long like you know obama is president of america for how long only for 8 years that how his time is ruling the country for how many years 8 years these people will get paradise at least 10 times bigger than the whole, whole earth but for how long for for 8 years for two terms that what american president cannot make more than two terms anyway the only thing that for four years or maximum 8 years not more than that but these people two terms three terms four terms no what quran say jannat adnin for ever nothing really never go to end jannat adnin tajri min tahtin wa nahar the water will be flowing underneath of them they don't need to beg for water everywhere just catching you wish and it is there you want any drink and that drink will be there in nice glasses with the ceremony you just wish and it is there جنات تجري من تحتها يحلون فيها من اساور من ذهب اوكي صار ان شاء الله ان يستند تام جون كوشيتي يا السلام عليكم ورحمه الله ام when we said the ayah absir bihi wa asma there i i heard somewhere that there is in the whole quran everywhere it says sam before basr except three places asma bihim wa absir yawm ya'tununa ربنا ابصرنا وسمعنا فرجعنا نعمل صالحا ان ذس فيرس از Seeing is still, though seeing, seeing one way is better because seeing is actually more clear, but it still takes time to make knowledge internal. But hearing makes knowledge very quickly internal. So that's why when it comes for the knowledge of what is sometimes somewhere before the buffer. But here really, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not like, it's like that. And it is really here more need for to emphasize the buffer, seeing, because that's how people, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees everything. Here about all those things that you know what, what, what happened to the people that came, how long they stayed and what, not going to hear from the people. They see what happening. So that's why it was in Father Nali of Allah SWT, it was you know, more appropriate to start with Basar seeing, because what they see, not hearing from the people. But generally no doubt, Nali actually comes with the Sama before the Basar. People get the Nali with hearing, before seeing the hearing, hearing makes Nali more internal. But anyway, the thing really is, many of those things where people say, why this is before the other, there are so many plans, you know, not easy to, to, to spend this thing. But the best thing is, you know, take the lesson. Quran is emphasizing, take the lesson which can benefit you. Otherwise, the book of Allah has got so many secrets, we don't know really. As this universe has got so many secrets, we don't know. We only need to learn those secrets which can help us. Just, just a few questions. Um, so we have... Um, Rabbuhum bil ghadati wal aishi sometimes we see, we see you know layli wal ibkara sometimes we see bukratan wa asila they all seem to point to the same kind of times but they use different words is there any reason for that no though the meaning is not exactly same but still there are you know uh, some differences in the meaning but how the in the quran which is really more you know clear it's not easy really to 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 make distinction but no doubt really when you say ibkar or ibkar means you know, something fast happening, that it means. So when the, you know, when morning, that is the first thing happening. The, like first, the fruit of the, of the, of the, of the tree, is also called something like bakar or something like that. So everything first, basically like ibkar. Ghada is, you know, as a matter, ghada basically like, you know, from the light and perhaps something like that to come in. But maybe at the end of the day, both are the same meaning. But the differences of this thing that like, more belong to the people of Fiqhullah, those who go deep in this matter, or sometimes some are also seeing how the Quran does. So I don't know the, the, this research, this properly, that what difference between Ghada and Ibkar is here. Yeah. Okay, Shaykh, and here we have Absir bihi wa Asmi'i. This is, this is Uslub al-Ta'ajjub. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Muta'ajjub mean is, is Allah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, meaning basically is the meaning is Ta'ajjub, but meaning is, you know, meaning is Mubalagha. For everybody else, when they see more, it's amazing. 
But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not an amazing thing. The meaning is that you know he how nicely he sees. <coughs> how good he how good he is seeing and how good he is in hearing. So for everybody else it can be taj but not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because I would have thought it would be more appropriate to use, you know, Ismu Tafdeel here, you know, he sees the best and he hears the best, Ta'ajub, you know. When I'm saying, you know, human language, they are made for human expression. And for that human expression, Allah SWT uses them for his own expression. So no doubt, language is innate. So we have to eliminate those defects in the language for Allah SWT. So it's not Ta'ajub for him, it's more actually, more Mubalaga, more emphasis for him. Mubalaga. And... What I also wanted to ask is that this idea of basr and sam'a, obviously for humans, we use these to, to kind of get information. Yeah. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he's khabir and alim. So I, I don't understand why basr and, and, and sam, you know, who are basir and sami, because it's all essentially the same. He's fully aware of everything, so he, he doesn't need hearing and seeing. So is this more for us than it is for, for him? No, no, meaning actually that certain things you know them through seeing. Certain things you know through hearing and certain things you know through understanding. That has hyperspace. People get a, you know, sometimes check, understanding, sometimes seeing, sometimes hearing. So, you know, no doubt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when knowledge of the things which are heard, you know, he, he hears them. You know, as, as, best, you know as, as they are, and things which are known by seeing, he also sees them. So, no doubt, then they become knowledge anyway. But, you know, this, things which are seen, you know, if you see them, they're different than from hearing. You get knowledge, for example, if somebody tells you that how nice the garden is and describes to you, you get the knowledge, but this knowledge is not the same as seeing. So when people see things, they're different. When they hear, it's different. The meaning is what is seen, what is known through seeing, Allah sees them. What is known through hearing, Allah, Allah hears them, much better than anybody else. So Allah is hearing, Allah is seeing, and all those, those Allah is real. The only difference is nothing like Him. He hears, but not like us. He sees, but not like us. But when you make all Allah attributes only one, and the Basar, Sama, all means knowledge, then basically you reduce Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps saying you use different things. Sometimes you use Basar, sometimes Sama, or Sama, all those things. All that is there. But how they are, we don't know. Allah knows the best. So Allah is real. Um, the question is in Ayah 29. Uh, the translation says, Whoever so will, whoever so let, wills, let him disbelieve implying freedom of belief in this world. Uh, but does this freedom of belief not extend to Muslims then, who may want to leave their religion? On top of the punishment they will face in the hereafter, they also have to face the punishment of leaving the religion in this world. Why is this? You know, freedom, freedom of choice is always there. Allah SWT has made the people to choose between evil and between good all the time. For everybody there is freedom of choice. Whether Muslim, non-Muslim, everybody can choose, believers can, Muslims can, non-Muslims can choose whether they want to believer or unbeliever, or something neutral, they can choose any path. People always have choice between good and bad. There's nothing to do with the Muslim or non-Muslim, everybody has the choice. In a Muslim world, uh, country, sometimes there are punishment for the people who, uh, you know, uh, change their choice, not because they don't have right to choose, because they choose something to harm the religion. They're not facing meaning it. For example, somebody born in a Muslim family and he's not convinced with Islam. He thinks Islam does not make sense. He did research and he thinks actually, you know, atheism more, more sense or maybe Hinduism more sense. That's fine. You can choose that, that. But when people change their religion in order to fight the religion, you know, they change their religion but they want to fight Islam, then they are more active. So the punishment in Islamic state for that, because in Islamic state, this type of atrocity is, is treated as, as a rebellion. Like in any country, for example, in this country, if people, you know, love, you know, India more, nobody has problem. You can love. But if people really want to impose Indian culture here, and they fight British culture and the British law and all those things, so nobody can tolerate that. Eh? It never happen. So in Islam, people certainly, you know, individual people, they have their choice, they can choose. But they are not allowed to choose in order to harm. So as we don't harm people, we don't allow anybody to harm. So like many people who live Islam, but then they come and harm Islam, and they attack Islam, you know, you have choice, you choose. But why you are attacking other people's choice? Because other people have choice. So this, this, this rebellion, this is not allowed. So punishment is actually for political rebellion, for the people who want to fight the religion. If people leave Islam to fight Islam, that is a problem. If people leave Islam because they are convinced Islam is not a good religion, that's fine. You have, to, you have to your choice, you choose whatever you like, and you can see the punishment. 
you know, real punishment in the hereafter. But if people is, leave Islam to fight Islam, then certainly, if Muslims have power, they will fight them. Okay, you fight them, you will fight you. Okay, uh, another question. Sheikh, you said the Prophet ﷺ never made dua against anyone and always wanted for the best. But how do we explain the incident when the Prophet ﷺ made dua against certain disbelievers at the Kaaba? Prophet ﷺ cut certain people, but that actually happened even Prophet ﷺ already had done da'wah properly against the people. So there is certainly not that whenever a big incident has happened, especially for the people who invited some of his companions, they killed them and all those things, then he cursed them. That happened for the Prophet ﷺ once, he had done da'wah properly. But before they said da'wah, he never did like that. He always had been making effort to, 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 to help them, to, to invite them to Islam. So curse and, and dua against the people never happened by any Prophet messenger in the beginning. It always happened when the proof became very clear. We people have no da'wah and we only curse people. Tell me people are the Imams in the Masjid when we read Qunut and Azila and they, make, they curse Israel and America. Have they made effort to preach to Israelis and, and Americans? Did they make effort? No effort. So this curse is not allowed, this curse will not benefit them. First you need to make effort. You cannot cut people without making effort. So first you dawah, then you can make dawah against them. As we have seen this Qunut and like a fashion. Many, many Muslims, they, they don't understand what they're saying. They're saying. They don't understand what they're saying, it's not allowed to you. You ask me, Allah, Allah destroy the houses of unbelievers. Tell me, are, are you allowed to say like that? That, oh Allah, destroy their houses and kill them and they all those things going on, long, long dua against the people. Are you allowed to do like that? Think properly. And the first thing is, you make effort to, to explain the idea to them, convey the message to them. But you're making all these duas, and that's why I can say those duas never help. Never help. People are making all the duas. I said to the people that all the duas you make for the people, with this dua, you never can kill even a fly. Fly cannot be, because this dua is not, not, not right place. You have to make dua in right place. First make dawa, then dua. Again, same thing really, not thinking. They found the person and made dua, so we also should make dua. Really think when he made dua, when he cursed the people. You know, he's always oh my lord, dear my people. You know, forgive them because they don't know. His way has been to make dua for them. Oh Allah, don't destroy them. If they're not there, their descendants can believe. His effort has been like that. But we don't understand what he has been doing. We should be only take pick one or two stories and follow them blindly. Uh, okay, the first question is uh, Is money earned through illegal jobs such as taxi driving without the state knowing haram? Because then they claim uh, state benefits even though they are working secretly. I don't understand why people ask the question which is so obvious. Do you need a mufti for that? Think properly, really, think really, Islam is so ambiguous, so unclear, even Muslims don't know this fatwa. You know, if you ask a non-Muslim, he will know the answer. I really don't understand why people ask me fatwa, which everybody knows the answer. It's unnecessary, really. Everybody knows what will the answer. He ask anybody on the face of that, even unbeliever, he will tell you it is cheating. Everybody will tell you. How can this allow cheating, cheating? I don't understand how anybody can ask this question. It is so obvious in this religion. This religion is pure religion. It is not actually an ambiguous religion. And it is so... You don't need religion for that. Do you need a prophet for that? Tell me, for this question, do you need a prophet? You don't need Quran for this. With this question, people don't need any prophet, any messenger. Anybody who has any sense in the world, he knows the answer. Sheikh, you said, if state taking away your rights of worship, then hijra is necessary if possible. What if they make it hard for you to do uh, where niqab should one make hijra for this reason as well? What do they do? If they make Ni- niqab, ban niqab. What do the niqab or not? Think properly, you know, if people don't allow to worship your Lord, the prayer, the main thing in Islam, they don't allow you to do tawhid believing. You know, first thing actually is very difficult to prove that niqab is actually the ibadah. You know, maybe niqab actually people prefer, some people want to do niqab, but I don't think there is any proof in Islam that people people should have niqab. I have studied at least all the Madhaib Abu Hanifa and Malik, Shafi and Humble, early people. None of them said covering the face for the women is obligatory. So I don't understand why people do hijrah because of the niqab. Then where you go? In Pakistan? And you see in Pakistan, do people do niqab? I, when I went in Pakistan in 1985 or 66 or something like that, and I, in Karachi I didn't see anybody in niqab. Very few people. So I asked him what happened in Pakistan, nobody in niqab. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org forward slash donate. And please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more Islamic studies content in HD videos. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.